Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicola Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Roddenverse series. Hello everyone and welcome to The Best Damn Camp, a Rodenverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rodin in timeline order. I'm your friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Today we are continuing our timeline journey with the House of Hades section entitled Giants Are Friends, which is from pages 294 to 316. As always, I have my points to focus on, so today we've got emotional weight, plot and generally what I thought of it. So let's dive in. Now this section is from Annabeth's POV and here is the overview for Annabeth's section. Annabeth is struggling to both keep up with Bob's fast pace and deal with the rancid air alongside her anxiety for Percy and his health. She's feeling hopeless but has to keep her spirit up for the both of them. That's when she sees the dragon and everything just feels more terrible until a giant comes and kills it. There's something different about this giant named Damison, though. For example, he's friends with Bob and a healer, which is something Percy desperately needs. With a meal, treatment, and a destination plotted alongside with some grave words from Damison, Annabeth heads to sleep. She doesn't rest long, though, as she overhears Bob and Damison talk of what's to come, a meeting with night that will unlikely go in their favour, and it's here she hears them speak of what they wish to see, the stars in the sky, but they fear they will never see them. Then the dragon screams again, waking Percy, and letting them all know it is time to go. And for Damison, it means returning again to his forever punishment for being kind and gentle. The titans are also closing in. This trio has to run. Anathus begs Damison to change his fate and come with them, but he doesn't believe it's possible. He cannot see beyond this place. She tells him he must remember her face, and then she runs, hoping that he will find a way out. This is a... It's a short moment, but it's emotional, and I'm, uh, I'm actually really looking forward to talking about this. I believe I talked about this also on Seaweed Brain at some point, uh, the Seaweed Brain podcast, and if it wasn't them, I'm sorry who, with, <laughs> I'm sorry about who I forgot I did this on. I've been on basically everyone's podcast, but I never remember what episodes I've covered for people. So, um, if, uh, if any of my friends hear this, uh, I'm sorry if I forgot I was on your podcast. Anyway, <laughs> well, for this episode at least. So, when I get in, to this section because I have a lot of thoughts um, specifically about this stars moment because it's just I firstly I want to say that a lot of people seem to forget that Damason was involved with this conversation and I may be saying his name wrong by the way I say a lot of names wrong so uh, don't correct me Um, 
but you know Bob's whole thing is like tell the stars hello from me and like yeah that's the line most people remember it's a really heart-wrenching line but Damason who is the giant who is the opposite of Ares so he is kind patient and you know doesn't want to engage in war he also talks about the stars but he's been down here so long like since the first giant war that he doesn't really remember what stars look like and he like he has this whole moment where he talks about the scientific side of stars and he's like oh there's no point talking about it anyway because you know I'll never see them and it just makes me think he doesn't he never sees the stars and it's just it's actually additionally upsetting can we have like justice for Damason and his freedom to see the stars he doesn't remember just like Bob because tell the stars hello from Damason too <laughs> But uh, anyway, the, the the whole scene to do with Damison, though, and the not believing in his ability ch- to change his fate. Firstly, hello, Merida, change his fate. Um, I just, that whole scene, for for the emotional weight section, I realise I forgot to say the title for this subject. But um, it's just, it's a really heart-wrenching moment of seeing two beings that basically one who fully believes he cannot change his fate. Like Damason doesn't see a life beyond this place. He he doesn't want to think of a life beyond this place because he's been here so long he quite literally knows nothing else. And even when Annabeth is like begging him to come, he just can't see it. And he's like, you know, I don't see anything beyond here. And she's telling him to remember her face. But he continues to go fight the dragon anyway. It's just it's actually like the the differences between him and Bob like Bob he he doesn't fully remember being Ipetus but he knows that he was a titan he he knows that he wasn't good and we even see throughout this chapter that like every time the name Ipetus is says said uh Bob pulls a face like he doesn't want to be known by that name he doesn't want to be recognized as Ipetus he wants to only be known as Bob and it just shows the differences of Bob who believes it's you know what this is this is uh in the battle of the labyrinth Tyson and the hundred-handed one Tyson believes he can change he can be a good cyclops he can do good things he can be a hero the hundred-handed one at that time does not believe he can do anything he does not believe that there is a chance to win or step out beyond this cage and that's the vibes it's giving here like Bob is giving the vibes of Tyson he's wanting to change things he's wanting to step out he's wanting to be good and improve and be different to you know what is expected of him whereas Damason just doesn't think that's possible and Annabeth's emotions towards the two of them specifically after hearing this conversation shows like the like kind of how she's changed as well like there's a bit earlier in the chapter where like Annabeth is you know kind of thinking about uh, basically saying you know it's really sucks that Haley was such a creep we didn't know he would be like that and then even internally being like oh no we did know he was going to be like that and we quite literally like we didn't think about Bob like if it weren't for Nico we would be dead and the guilt behind it similar to what happened with Percy in like two episodes ago now where he realized his selfishness when it came to Bob as well like uh, Annabeth is doing something similar there is this emotional weight moment of kind of seeing the differences in others of like your perceived idea of what these people are like and the reality of it all because you've got these preconceived notions 
and yeah it's nice to see the breakdown of that a little bit and the additional fact that like Damson and Bob are specifically from what Annabeth is realizing connected to the great prophecy the spare arms at the doors of death she's thinking it's to do with the four of them that Damason needs to come with them because he needs to help close the doors of death and yeah there's just let me hold on let me get the specific section up to do with them running um of what she says to Damason hold on here it is uh, no child, my curse is here, I cannot escape it. Yes you can, Araba said. Don't fight the dragon, figure out a way to break the cycle, find another fate. Um, and it's this bit here where she says, There is another destination, look at me, remember my face, when you're ready, come find me. We'll, make you to the, we'll take you to the mortal world with us, you can see the sunlight and stars. Um, and Damason, oh they're just going a bit further, Damason took something from his belt in his massive hand the white shard looked like a toothpick but he offered it to Annabeth she realised it was a sword a blade of dragon bone honed to a deadly edge with a simple grip of leather one last gift for the child of Athena I cannot have you walking to your death unarmed now go before it is too late Annabeth wanted to sob she took the sword but she couldn't even make herself say thank you she knew the giant was meant to fight to their side that was the answer but Damason turned away and oh, the emotion in that scene of just you can tell that Damason doesn't want to do this he doesn't want to be here but he just he doesn't think there's a way out it's and, and, and Ameth is recognising it too that they're all in a really terrible situation and they need to rely on each other but they just don't know how to do it and just it does tug on your heartstrings and the like yeah, I want Damason to see the sc- the stars in the sky because he's not seen it since basically the dawn of time. <laughs> and the, oh, the guy deserves a break. Don't let him continue to fight the dragon. Let him be free. But to do with the prophecy part, though, let's go into plot. Because, yes, the prophecy has returned and we now have an answer to one half of it. The foe bears the foes bear arms at the doors of death it's not the Greeks and Romans though admittedly actually I read in the bit where it says Annabeth it's like it's not about the Greeks and Romans I was kind of like but isn't it kind of still about the Greeks and Romans because the seven are a mix of the Greeks and Romans and you know their mix is going to be on the other side of the doors of death so the Greeks and Romans are still having to work together so like technically both parts are still working it is still the greeks and romans but it's also specifically the titan and giant with the demigods two big foes working together um so both works and i kind of like that the prophecy works for both ways but yeah the fact that it works for the titan and giant to save the world and close the doors of death is very very important and um yeah they are they're changing their fate they're involved with the prophecy and I just love that prophecies have many many meanings and that um it is kind of I know the prophecy has been underway for a while because it's about you know seven demigods go to the go on that journey um but like the main the main the big parts the big parts of the prophecy are now properly coming true and um it's just exciting to see how things are unfolding 
as well as the fact that we do know that Annabeth, Percy, Bob and Small Bob are about to go towards somewhere dangerous because as it says in this section here let me get to uh where it said uh, da, 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 da. uh where we have to we have time to blah 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 uh okay oh yeah she should be and if you cannot guide them past night Dama said night like it was a proper name an evil name um and so they're going to see night they're also going to go see i've forgotten the person's name uh achilles no that's not gonna be how it says Ackley's um so Bob is gonna be taking them past two very dangerous people some are called Knight and some are called Ackley's uh and I remember the Knight bit mainly because I specifically recently read The Sun and the Star well I say recently it was back in like May now but I've read The Sun and the Star and there is references to this in The Sun and the Star I'll talk about that when we do get to that part. It's going to be a while from now, but, you know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I do remember the Ackley's bit, so I'm actually quite excited to talk about that when we get to it, which is probably in about two, three episodes' time. So, uh, yeah, the plot is unfolding, things are going on, and uh, I'm very excited for where it is going, even if I am still in the mindset of I would have preferred to not have seen anything in Tartarus because I would have liked to have been terrified the entire time about what was going on with Annabeth and Percy because us not knowing what was going on with them would have been scarier and maybe just a few glimpses here and there like hearing about the note would have been really cool to just hear about it in passing like oh my god they're okay but then not actually know about it but that's you know I'll do a video about that on my YouTube channel at some point so uh for now I think that's the end of the episode and I know these episodes have continued to be really quite short um Maybe I need to just open up the longer parts of the sections and just have more more to talk about because there'll be more plot. But anyway, uh, let's just end it here. So here is this week's question of the episode. Do you wish Damason received more name dropping like Bob does down the line? Because I do, because Damason is the same as Bob. The only difference is Bob has a final line of tell the stars hello. Um, Damason doesn't get that. But they should have done it as well because Damison wanted to see them too. But that's that's my feelings, and now I want to know yours on the social media. So check them out there. Um, as always, though, thank you for joining me for this week's section. Be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our own verse journey. Bye. If you would like to support this podcast, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/AhealthyJosephFran to get early access to all Best Damn Camp episodes. If you would like to get involved over on social media, you can find me over at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, and anything in between. Be sure to leave a rating and a review as well if you can. Want to know more about my upcoming writing? Drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter. And I'll see, shall I speak to you guys next time. Bye.